0: You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. World is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it like you love church music, but you. Future, that's it's Frida's World. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So this week is a slow week for many people because the Labor Day weekend is upon us, which means that summer sadly, sadly, is on its way out. And for those of us who live here in the Northeast, the weather has already dropped. At, at first, you know, when the weather started getting a little cooler, I was like, eh, you know, this this weather is finicky. Mother Nature's finicky. I'm sure we're going to get another 90 degree day, you know, before Labor Day. But so far... I wouldn't say the weather outside has been frightful, (laughs) but it's been very chilly to the point where I've been wearing long sleeve dresses. I've been wearing sweaters. I mean, it's, I dare say it's, it might be light jacket, at least in the morning and at night, it might be light jacket weather. Um, I mean, for people like me who are winter babies, I love the fall. Fall's my favorite, favorite, favorite season. So... Although summer is cool because, you know, you get to lay back a little bit, fall is my season. I will wear sweaters, boots, light jackets all day, every day. So I am actually excited for this weather because I do not like the heat. (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows I do not. I do not like the heat. Um, So I guess my highlight for this week is that Again, I know last week, I think I touched upon it a little bit that I was, you know, starting to put things into perspective and I was taking steps in the right direction. But I feel like this week to build off of last week, I've been taking things even um, a step further in a sense. Like I literally felt like I was Santa Claus, you know, making lists, checking it twice, all this other stuff. Like I really feel like I'm in focus mode and I don't know if it's because we're embarking upon hot nerd fall as Megan the Stallion has declared officially decreed that fall is hot nerd um fall I don't know if that's what it is but yesterday I will say I literally like handled three out of the five items that I had set out for myself. And that doesn't always happen. And especially these particular checkoffs were more, you know, for my personal development, professional development. And it's been a while since I feel like I've taken the time to really, like, complete, you know, to begin a task, you know, and, and complete a task all in, like, one sitting for something that's more futuristic. It, it's not something that needs to be done now, but it's something for the future, Um For my future development. So I'm, I'm really impressed with myself. I'm patting myself on the back with the level of dedication and focus that I've been able to exhibit during this week. And I only hope that I can, I can continue this, you know, with this focus, you know, um, for the, for the next couple of weeks or, you know, until, I don't know, until, till I can't focus anymore. Um, so that's pretty much my highlight of the week I'm really looking forward to the Labor Day weekend I'm going to be going away Celebrating the nuptials of dear friends of mine And I know I talk about self-care and stuff You know, throughout this show But I have not taken not one Not a nan vacation for the year of 2019 Like I have not been on vacation as of yet, and the year is pretty much over. So I am so looking forward to my weekend because this will officially be the first vacation of 2019, sad to say. Uh, but I'm looking forward to unwinding. I'm looking forward to getting more in touch with myself, my thoughts, my feelings, and maybe I might have some you know, new and improved content for my social media and website. So definitely stay tuned for that. And speaking of websites, my new website is here. It's officially launched the new and improved Frida's World website. So if you guys have, you know, have not been following me on social media, On my IG, Frida, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world. Definitely check out the website. I know last week I posted a couple times about it, but I'm so excited. Shout out to Shandis Hibbert. She is the glam brand designer who really... Um, I can't even put into words um, what happened to my website. You know, like, (laughs) I don't even know what to say. It's beautiful. And I feel like it really captivates me. And, you know, I have a hard time, I guess, putting myself on front street sometimes with my accomplishments and the thing, you know, who I am. And I think that this website truly encapsulates me, who I am what I'm about, what I'm looking to do, and the colors, like it's just so breathtaking and so captivating. So, if you guys have not moseyed on over to my website yet, it's www.frieda, f r e e d a s world.com. There is a sign up sheet. Please subscribe to join my tribe so that you can get you know the latest uh, information with what's going on with Frida's world, the events that we're going to be you know, doing in the, you know, near future and also giveaways. I'm always about the giveaways. So you definitely want to subscribe to the website so you could be abreast. Um, but without further ado, today's guest is a very, very special guest. I had the pleasure of meeting her several years ago at a Miss Haiti International beauty pageant that was taking place in Brooklyn, New York. And I'd seen her several times, even after that event, you know, making, she was Miss, you know, the former um, Miss New York, I think Miss New York International. Um, And I had seen her at a lot of Haitian events. The Haitian community, you know, embraced her. You know, we had a beauty queen on deck. And so I was seeing her at several events, but I was never really able to make her proper acquaintance until... You know, earlier this summer when um, one of my dear friends who've also been a guest on this show, Fabiola Jean, founder of Propelled Media Mentorship, um, asked me to be a speaker at one of her workshops. And I was like, hey, that's that's the beauty queen. And I saw her there. And so from then we have went on to forge a, you know, a relationship, a friendship that, you know, is growing every day. And so her story and, you know, the few moments that I was able to speak to her at that time totally captivated me. And I was like, we need to have you on the show. And so she's a guest on our show today. And she's going to be talking about her journey through, you know, um, being a stillbirth advocate, you know, being a mother, being a beauty queen, being an educator. Um, and just, you know, just being a whole lot of women, a lot of times in life, You know, women, especially as we advance in age, we are told or we are made to believe that we really can't do all that much. Right. So right now, for me, anybody who knows me truly knows that I love to dance. I love everything dance. And when I was a kid, I was. I was, you know, little dancing queen, but, you know, my mom was very religious and she kind of put a stop to (laughs) my happy feet. And that's the biggest regret, I think, in my life that I did not go on. I did not defy her in that manner in which... You know, I stood up for what I, what my my heart's true desire was, because right now, whenever I see dance videos, whenever I go to the ballet, Alvin Ailey, a piece of my heart is like thumping and bleeding, and I sit back and I wonder, man, you know, that could have been me on the stage, because that's something I truly love and I truly believe that I would excel at. But in hearing Marjorie's story, so her name is Marjorie Vale. <laughs> I didn't give her name, Marjorie Vale. In hearing her story, I was inspired to say, you know what? You only have one life to live. And it doesn't hurt for me to try. How many times have you heard stories of women in their 30s, their forties, their fifties embarking on new journeys and you know, defying the odds and being the first? um To do things you know and so it was really inspiring to me now am I gonna end up being in a Missy Elliott video you know <laughs> in the next couple of years who knows or will you see me on Alvin Ailey probably not because I don't know about you know putting all that weight on my toes but you never know and you know, I'm still alive and I still have breath in me. And if I try it out and I realize that, ah, this is not for me or I don't like it, then so be it. And so I guess this is really to encourage any of you all who are out there who had dreams that were deferred for whatever reason, whether it be because of your parents or your living situation, financial situation, or whatever the case is, you know, having a child sometimes um, defers some of our dreams because we have to put our priorities in order. Whatever the reason is, it's never too late. If you get to a point in your life where you have the means, you have the ability, you have the time to go back to some of those dreams, um, you know, that you had when you were younger, do it, you know? And who cares if, some, if your parents or if society looks at you and says, oh, you're a grown-ass woman, why are you, you know, why are you now taking up dance or why are you now... You know, becoming a poet or a singer or whatever it is Who cares, right? They're not paying your bills And even if they are paying your bills Who cares? It's your life It's your dream And it's your, it's your heart's desire So I definitely encourage you all to, you know, search within yourselves And find that, find that thing that made you happy at one point in your life And go back to it So without further ado all right everyone, I'm here with my very special guest Marjorie Vale. Marjorie, say hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm really happy to have you on this platform today. I know we've we've met in various Capacities like yes. over the last couple of years, yes, we have. Um, but this is the first time. I mean, I guess maybe what a couple of weeks ago when um, Fabiola Jean, shout out to Fabiola, who's been a guest on this show several times. She had her Propel Media event or I guess uh, cohort meeting. Yes, and, it was I, and I, I was workshops. yeah, and so I was you um, one, of one, of the, one of the guest speakers. One are the guest speakers at the <laughs> workshop, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then I saw you. I was like, oh, that's Marjorie, the beauty queen. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: You remembered. I was like,
0: "What? Yeah.
1: I remembered your face, but I was like, I don't
0: I couldn't pinpoint where." Yeah, you know, I change and I, the thing is I give people a little bit of a break because I change my hair so often. It so it's like you might have seen me three three styles ago. Yes, yes, <laughs> so. yes. So yes. So I don't even. I'm not even mad anymore. I'm like, I changed my hair, guys. That's yes. probably what happened. Uh, but yeah, and I saw you. I was like, oh great, like, cause I've I've been in the same space with you before. But this was like such an intimate space. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I could actually speak to her. Cause to be very honest, I was kind of still like, like this is like a starstruck moment because Aww. I'm like, you know, this That's is a so beauty sweet. queen. Aww. <laughs>
1: And I was nowhere near <laughs> crown outfit anything.
0: Yes, I was like, oh, this is cool. And so from then we ended up creating a a wonderful uh, friendship so far. Yes, yes. <laughs> so I was like, now that I got her, I can get her on the show.
1: <laughs> I actually, uh, I was very um, excited and honored to be
0: asked to be on your show. I'm Aww, like, oh, yay!
1: Because I love talking.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, listen, who doesn't, right? Right. Because there's so much things to talk about. And I feel like, um, you know, with black women, especially like our experiences are so rich Mm -hmm. and we have so much to say, valid things to say. And we just don't have enough platforms to, you know, I guess, capture all of it. Yeah. So I was so as we were, you know, getting to know each other a little more, I'm like, man, I'm like, there's so much that we could really flesh out. Yeah. Yeah. Because the good thing about this show is that people actually will, like, send me a message to say, the guest you had on, like, she, you know, something she said really touched me. And so people are actually listening, and they're actually, you know, picking up the gems that are being dropped. Right. And that's important. Exactly. This is not like a talk show. You know, this is actually (laughs) something to enrich people's lives. So... I definitely think that your story, and I definitely am gonna have you on the show a couple more times because there's so many different things that we can talk about. But for today, I just kinda wanna have you talk about who you are, and then we're gonna maybe like, you know, just discuss some of the important aspects of your life. Like, I really wanna get into the beauty queen, (laughs) and I also wanna get into some other, you know, areas of your life that I think that, you know, there are people out there who would definitely benefit, you know, from listening. So who awesome. are you? I'm
1: excited. <laughs> who am I? Well, like you said, I'm Marjorie Vale. I am mom to, um, I'm again Vail. <laughs> <laughs> my my a young vale. My 13-year-old, uh, he just turned 13, so I have a teenager. I'm Aww. really scared and nervous. Pray for me, y'all. And <laughs> I am wife to super photographer Roman Vale. He's a fashion photographer and a daughter to Martha Morin, but... Uh, in terms of who I am, I am an educator. I am a literacy coach. I'm currently a le- literacy coach. I, this is my third year being a literacy coach. Oh, cool. And basically, I coach teachers on how to teach their students. And I love my job. Um, and it's, it's it's amazing to go from teaching to being in the supportive role. And, mm-hmm. and that's how I see it, just being supportive and not being... Uh, not trying to be like the gotcha person, but just like, let me help you grow in this area in your teaching. So i, I that's one of the things I am. I am also a licensed esthetician. Oh, and I don't think I knew that.
0: No? I knew you said you did makeup and stuff, but I didn't know it was a well, license involved. Well, yes, I'm a licensed <laughs> esthetician. That's important. And it's
1: so funny. The reason I became a licensed esthetician was because I, I'm the former Mrs. New York International 2015. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> and uh, I wanted to learn how to do my own makeup because mm. it's so expensive. And yeah. I guess we'll talk about that a little bit more. It's so expensive to pay someone to do your makeup. And I was like, want to learn how to do makeup. But I, I, I felt like I wanted to go deeper. Mm-hmm. So I became a licensed esthetician. So Which? I'm a licensed esthetician. Okay. And um, like I, and I like what I said. I'm a former Mrs. Uh, New York uh, International, and uh, let me see. I have like I just got my fourth degree.
0: Okay, <laughs> you sound just like me now. Yes.
1: <laughs> what is the fourth degree
0: in? Counselor, school
1: counseling. So I have, an <laughs> MA, I have an M.A. in education. Okay. And M.A. in uh, M.S. in school counseling. Okay. Yes. And I'm currently working on my third master's degree. In what? In
0: leadership. So, yeah. Okay. You're definitely my uh-huh. spirit animal right yes. now because I'm all about... <laughs> so, when people are just like, how many more degrees are you going to get, Rita? Because I love to learn. Right, I love to be the masters of crafts. You know what I mean? And yeah. let's, let's face it. In the, today's society, if you don't have the letters behind your name to validate what you do, yes. people are going to be like, yeah, okay. Exactly. <laughs> so you kind of have to. So
1: it's so funny because people, like, I, I met, um I was at my um my husband's cousin's birthday party. And her friend, who I know, said to me, so what, what degree are you on right now? And I was just like, I didn't even know. Like, people are definitely
0: watching. Oh, they're paying attention. Yeah, they're, they're paying
1: attention. <laughs> so, so funny, I threw me, I, I was taking it back and I was like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I just did. And, I, I, like, I'm in school so much that mm-hmm. I, I totally forgot I just got a degree. <laughs> so I was like, oh, no, that was number four. And she was like, you're inspiring me. I was like, oh, good. Uh, it's good well, to that's go. good. Yeah. I
0: mean, like, cause my, so my mom, I think I get this from, I guess, my the, the, the B-Shot women in my family. Right. Um, Cause my aunt Rodney's Bisharat, shout out to a seventy-one Rodney's. Yes, she's awesome. <laughs> she has like five degrees as well too. Oh, good. Like she has like she has like a, 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 a I guess a master's in I think ma- mathematics. She has an MBA from Northwestern. She has like she was a civil engineer. She has wow. that degree. Like she just keeps racking up. That's so beautiful. Degrees as well, too. But that makes you such a well rounded person because, yes. although, yeah, you can go to Google University and YouTube University, <laughs> but the there's University. something about the formal training yes. and understanding that really helps you own your craft. And that's why yes. you're able to stand out, you know, amongst yeah. the rest.
1: It takes a lot of discipline, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of uh, brain power, uh, it takes a lot of like passion, mm-hmm. you know, to to say, you know, I like this. I want to pursue this subject or this area and really go after it. You yeah. Know? I have to admit, at some point, I was, like, thinking. I was, like, at one point, I did want to quit the counseling because I realized, oh, I really like leadership. Mm-hmm. But I realized, I'm like, just finish, Marjorie. I mean, you're at the end, and you just have an extra degree. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, just finish. <laughs> but it was a crossroad because I was doing the, um I was doing them simultaneously at one okay. point. So it was just kind of like, <gasps> I was pulling my hair out. But you don't know how strong you are until you're, like, in the pressure cooker and you're like, I, I,
0: can, I can do this. I think I could do this. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. So you, you, are, you still are an educator, but, like, did you teach, like, elementary school, middle school, high school? Like, at what did you teach any of those grades? Yeah. I taught—I've okay. taught—,
1: I've taught I have taught all the even numbers. Oh, I've taught K, second, fourth, and sixth grade.
0: Ah, so yeah. you had a, you had the taste of the elementary and middle school yes. children. I well, actually, see. my
1: first job in the Department of Education, I taught in a private school. In the private school, I taught kindergarten. The first job I uh, got in the Department of Education was sixth grade math teacher. Mm. Rodney's, yes, right. I was a math teacher for two years and. Wow, middle school. I think I should be ready for my teenage kid after that.
0: You would think, though, but I feel like when you... Because I have a middle schooler, too. He's going into the eighth grade, so he's going to be 13 in Mm -hmm. November. And I was just like, what is this group? Yeah. Like, what is this? So when you talk about... School themselves. counseling, I'm like, oh yeah, we need more, we need more school counselors that are people of color, people yes. from the Caribbean, people who really understand, you know, the, I guess, just the different dynamics of yes. household, culture, community, and how all that plays into these students at school. That's very
1: true. And the, you know what the funny thing, well, not the funny thing, but the, it's actually very sad, uh, uh. Elementary schools are only required to have one counselor, mm. if even one counselor. So you think about, like, I work in a school that's nearly 400 students with one counselor. And where I'm at, there are a lot of crises. You know, kids go into mm. crisis a lot. So you can imagine. Of course, we have a crisis team, whatever. But that one counselor has to counsel a lot of, a lot of you know, students. So it's, I feel like... Elementary schools uh, need to have more than one. Yeah. So it should have like.
0: Three. I'm baffled you know? that there is just one. Yeah, there's just one. Especially in this day and age. Like back in the day, you know, I remember when I was in school, I wasn't really visiting. Like I didn't really know that we even had like a, a counselor. I don't remember my counselor. But now, you know, with the things that are happening now with yes. social media mm-hmm. and then just the bullying yes. and everything, I feel like every like there should be like a ratio, like one to three or something. Yeah,
1: there is a ratio, and the ratio <laughs> is that there's only Please. one in the elementary school. <laughs> for
0: 400, One for four hundred. Yes,
1: exactly. Thank goodness for great social workers and yeah. psycholo- uh, psychologists, but, yeah, there's only one. High schools will have multiple. Mm-hmm. Middle schools will have multiples, but uh, elementary schools usually just I have one. Like,
0: yeah, the issues are starting so much earlier now. Like, they, I'm hoping that there is some sort of reformation then. I, I don't know whoever's listening, if you're working with DOE, <laughs> please, <laughs> social services, please. mental health, whatever. Just, you know, maybe we please. need to lobby, you yes, know, the DOE. We, we should. We
1: should. Hmm. And, and and create more money in the budget so that a school can have more than one, yeah. you know, guidance. Well, they're no longer called guidance counselors. Uh, school counselors. School counselors.
0: Yes. Not guidance counselors no, no. anymore. School okay. counselors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, hey, what, what, can, what can you do about it? <laughs> so, okay. So you're an educator and anybody who has kids or has any type of... Encounterings with kids know that being an educator is just it's like God's work almost right. And even though at one point I was always, you know, a little upset with my friends or hating rather on my friends <laughs> <I> had <laughs> that had summers off. I was like, you guys are prancing around. <sighs> we are summers prancing. off. But I'm like, but now that I have a middle schooler and I feel bad for the educational staff that yes. has to deal with him, uh-huh. I'm like, summer is not enough. No,
1: it's not. I I mean, in total, we do get three months Mm -hmm. if you put in all the holidays and the weeks off. But when you think about it, an educator has 32 students, the cap is at 32, 32 students in their classroom. You're talking about 32 different personalities Mm -hmm. that you have to deal with on a daily basis. Hours at a time. Hours. And make sure that they're all progressing and learning and thriving it's a lot of it's a lot of work yeah. emotionally, physically, and it's very isolating to be a teacher. You think you're in a building with 40 other teachers and you feel like oh, it should be like a whole, you know, kumbaya, you know, but it isn't. You figure the teacher goes into their classroom, they shut the door. They're in there with 32 yeah. kids. Those are the people that they're dealing with for the whole day mm-hmm. and then you see your your colleagues At the end of the day, by then, you're depleted. Yeah. So it is, it's a thankless job, to be honest. And people, and you know the people who go into it just for the spring break, they don't last long. I mean, Mm -hmm. the, you know, people usually stay a teacher for five years. Yeah. They, after five years, most people quit. And then you have those who've been teachers for years, and they're like, "I'm not losing my pension, Mm -hmm. so they're not going anywhere." Yeah, you know they should have quit like five years ago. ago. (laughs) So it's hard. It's hard. It's 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 a it's a tough job. Yeah, and they don't get paid enough. No,
0: of course not. I'm, you know, I find like anybody who's doing like God's work, civil work, city work, (laughs) they don't get paid enough. I mean, when I was a prosecutor, I started off at like the low end, like my mother was making more money than me when I first started as an attorney, a licensed practicing attorney in New York City. My mom was pulling in more (laughs) money than me to the point where she's like, why did you waste your life going to law school oh when you goodness. could have been a nurse? Right, of course. <laughs> that's how she was able to Keisha's slip that always in.
1: Always like nurse, nurse, doctor.
0: <laughs> I feel like in some cases, nurse is actually higher than doctor. Yeah, it can. They can. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, like over time. Yeah, they're killing it. The per diem, like it's crazy. Yeah, they're killing it. So, to segue a little bit, you've been in education for for a very long time, educating our children. New York City, thanks you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but you, how I actually got to know you and your mm-hmm. existence was through the beauty pageant world.
1: Yeah. And
0: I have never you were the first person that I've ever met who was black. Although I've seen them on TV, I know they exist, but black and Haitian in the beauty pageant world because we know how Haitians are. We know how <laughs> our parents are. I was like, this is a like how how was she able to do this? And then I had actually went to that um, I don't know if it Miss was Haiti, yeah, the Miss Haiti International yeah. pageant yeah, that's what we met, yeah, because there was a young woman from my church that was actually competing, and so we went to support her, right, and then I was like, wait, there this is a thing. <laughs> what is this? So talk to us a little bit about how you got in, like how did you even fall into this
1: so it's one of those like never give up on your dreams kind of thing um, I got married pretty young, uh was twenty five, going on twenty-six when I when I got married. And usually patents um, are cut the cutoff age is usually well when I was young, mm-hmm. <laughs> younger, it was about twenty-five. Okay. Uh, it's since since then it's gone up to twenty seven some some patents are 27, 28. So since I got married at 25, I no longer qualified to be a Miss. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've always wanted because, like you said, I grew up with my family. We watched Miss America oh, all yeah. the time, Miss Universe, Miss all of Local it. Local we television. Were like glued to the TV. <laughs> and funny enough, and I don't know if this is why it kind of got stuck in my head, one of Miss one of the Miss Americas that won was Marjorie. Uh, Vincent mm. And she and I Have the same name And I was just like And she was Haitian And I was like So blown away And I was like if She could do it I can do it So You know You didn't have the internet Back then So I didn't know How to get mm-hmm. involved So when I got married The The desire The passion Was still inside of me To still try mm-hmm. To compete So I researched And researched And researched Then finally I found one And I was just kind of like I sent in my stuff Before I panicked and like talked myself out of it And so that's how I ended up starting to be in pageants because I was just kind of like it was a, a dream deferred. okay yeah and and it's so biblical. it's like a dream deferred makes the heart grow sick. But a longing fulfill is like a tree of life. I mm-hmm. Proverbs. I don't know Proverbs what. I should, I mean, I should Google, know
0: that. But you know what? Google is available to everybody. Right, right, right. So, but
1: I know <laughs> you, the verse very well. You can look well. this up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> look, look, up the Proverbs and let us know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I know the verse very well because it's like this is me. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So that's when I just I started competing. At that, it's after that is after that, just fulfilling, just deciding. I'm going to fulfill this dream, this desire, and see where
0: it goes. Now, what did your parents have to say about this? Because you know, again, as Haitians, although you get married and you leave your household, right. uh, they still have, they're <laughs> still involved in everything. Yes,
1: <laughs> my mom, she was just like, okay. My <laughs> <laughs> mom was like, now your. She wasn't your. Typical Haitian mom And at the same time She was I didn't grow up Like most Haitian um, kids mm-hmm. did. She was very um, laid back Okay But She didn't understand it And it's funny The the When it kind of like Struck her Is I was um, I was uh, Interviewed for a French magazine And Ooh. I was I had a whole spread in there And she was like What is This <laughs> So she like Can I borrow it And then She took it to her Doctor's office and she showed <laughs> it to everybody in the building. And I think that's when she was like, Okay, maybe there's something to this mm-hmm. pageantry thing. She was just like, she was just like, okay, all right. Is
0: this what you wanna do? That's what you wanna spend your money on, okay?
1: <laughs> Cause she was like, Sakala done, like what is in it? Like, mm-hmm. what do you get out of it? I'm like, What do you mean what do you get out of it? <laughs> so yeah, she 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 was indifferent.
0: Okay. That's the word. So, how were you able to balance pageantry life with being a, a full time employee with you know with working in education?
1: I, you know, I have to say, pageantry kind of saved me in a lot of ways. I was getting really burnt out in teaching, and I absolutely hated it. And mm-hmm. I was just like, but I knew I couldn't leave. I mean, I have family to support. You know, we need insurance or whatever and I was saying to myself it has to be a way to be a teacher even though it's not my purpose it's not my calling and be happy at the same time mm-hmm. and I found that once I started to compete it gave me it just it just balanced everything out and I was so excited because I knew there was something outside of work that I was focused on that I was okay. like striving for that really you know that would fulfill me. So it really helped me to just get past that hump of, what am I doing? Why am I a teacher? What you know? It just really gave me like this like uh, ready this excitement to mm-hmm. just be like, okay, there's more to my life than than just education. You know. So so I think it, it was just it was it was beautiful. It came at the right time.
0: And it's interesting because as of you know recent, maybe a couple of months ago, we're seeing more of these uh, beauty queens who are professional women of color. like mm-hmm. I, I don't re- I don't remember which state she came from, but it was the woman. I can't remember if it was Miss USA or Miss America, but she was an attorney. Yes. Um and so I and Miss so USA. Miss USA and she was a black woman educated she was a lawyer and mm-hmm. so I know that that's what you know the lawyer community was like oh my gosh uh-huh. you know they were so happy but then it got me thinking you know when I was younger watching pageants I saw you know you would see like the token you know black mm-hmm. girl here and there but there was always like with a lot of the movies you know like Miss Congeniality and some yeah. of these other movies like you had like a certain perception of a beauty queen, like somebody who was an airhead, somebody who wasn't really that smart. They got away on their looks. And that's really like kind of what it was. And then these women would go on to be housewives or whatever. Right. And so it's like, you know, that in a sense shifted this ideology of like what a beauty queen is, is Mm -hmm. supposed to be has shifted now that you're seeing professional women doing it. So then that's why, you know, for me, I'm like, I'm asking you like, what, what got you into it? Because some people would say like, how, how does a like? How does a lawyer get into like? What what is the appeal? Like what? Why would somebody get into that?
1: Well, you know, it's funny. I mean, when you think about the Miss Universe and the Miss USA, Misses America, they're all college students who are striving, and some of them were already established in their careers. So they've mm. it's it's been for you know years that you know a pageant girl was someone of. Quality and of substance, substance. Yeah. It wasn't Someone who was just like You know they, You have your daddy's Rich little girl yeah. Kind of thing But it was Quality women who are like Going to change the world They just Were doing this to get money Yeah You know Because you, there was a big check After you know mm-hmm. Winning And so So it's not It's not like It's not like Oh this generation of pageant uh, Women are like educated They've always been educated Okay So I think that's a common misconception. Uh, I think what people fail to realize, it takes a lot of work to get ready for a pageant. It's not like, because it's not just about, you you have your beauty pageants. They're different ones. They were beauty pageants and then there are just like pageants. So there are beauty pageants where, yes, first and foremost, your face is what they are looking for because Mm -hmm. they want someone to represent their um, organization And say oh my gosh Like I want to be beautiful Like Miss so and so Right And then, then you have your pageants Other pageants Regular pageants That are just their platform based So that you have to be You have to have a cause Now in a beauty pageant You have to have a cause too But that's not always The first First and foremost What they're looking at They're looking at Your your talent Your beauty And, and those types Types of things So All of that aside, you have to prepare, like you can't be, you can't be inarticulate and be a pageant queen. Like you have to be able to speak, speak well, speak on the spot, you know, and that takes a lot of training, a lot, a lot of training. And, and you have to sit in an interview and really convince five judges, six judges, whatever it is, whether it be one-on-one, sometimes it's uh, round robin, and sometimes it's like, you know, one-on-one, and then you kind of shift over to the next judge. You have to be able to convince that person in a span of three to five minutes that you are worthy of that title and that you are the one that they should choose to be the the face of this organization. Mm -hmm. That takes skill. You have to be able to speak, and you have to be able to show that you're passionate about Your platform And that That you're really Going to work Towards that cause That you're someone That's personable Like you People can't walk up to you And you be like Like who are you Mm -hmm. Like giving people The side eye And being really nasty And mean Like you know You have to be approachable Because That's the first thing People are going to say Oh I met Mrs. New York She is so nice Yeah She is so sweet you don't want them to say, oh, I met Mrs. New York. She's really not, she's really snobby. <laughs> she wouldn't even take a picture with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? We don't, we don't want those hashtags. Right, <laughs> exactly. And so it's, it's, and so, on top on top of being articulate, on top of being a service, because one of the things you hear, you see, you hear a pageant person when they just they announce themselves, they say, "You're Mrs. New York of 2015," right? So, in essence, what they're saying is, "I'm your service woman for this year." I'm your face of service for this year, mm-hmm. you know? And so, you know, the, they work really, really hard to be able to um, be prepared to be able to prove that they're worthy of this job. Then on top of that, you got to do walking. Make sure you're walking right. <laughs> then you got to make sure that your outfits are on point, that your hair is on point, that your makeup's on point. So you got to be the total, total, total package and that takes a lot of practice. I can't even tell you the amount of interview questions. I went over with another friend. I had mm-hmm. a friend, Amicia. Shout out to Amicia. <laughs> uh, who we call each other PB. We love our friends. <laughs> we she was my PB, my pageant buddy. And she and I would we would we would call each other once a week and we would, you know, do a Q&A back and forth. I would question her, she would question me. Question me And we would really um, Just you know Support one another But as As well as You know Correct mm, If you say this It sounds like this You should say this Better mm-hmm. So it was just It's it, it takes a lot to prepare For a pageant It's not It's not an easy thing Now What people see Is just like The accolades Of it all And just like The attention Yeah The adoration The crown. <laughs> And it's like, oh my gosh, I think I I I I worked really hard that year. I worked really hard that year. Because you have to make
0: a certain amount of appearances as well. Yeah, I mean, I was starting to see you especially at, with the Haitians, you know, once oh my they, gosh. they're like, "Wait, we have a Haitian yeah. beauty queen they're, like you were everywhere." Yeah, like, yeah. you're at my installation ceremony for Halani, yeah. there is yes. like Miss New York is in the building. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they it's, and and it was great. They really they really The Haitian community Really embraced me And I was really Really grateful Because I felt like I never really had to Search for appearances mm-hmm. Because I, You know It's so funny for When your aunt um, Was elected And they had this Huge party for her mm-hmm. At um, Woodland at Woodland Yeah On Flatbush And I remember I, uh, My cousin Who's a good friend of hers Said you know Just wear your crown Whatever you know, Your sash Whatever And I walked Into this building I don't even know This woman She grabbed me By the arm She's like Mrs. New York is here. Mrs. New York is here. did you take a picture? And I was like, poor Rodney's is trying to like whatever. You know? It's just like pictures upon pictures. And I was just like, I was so excited. It was mm-hmm. so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, just to just be, you know, uh, loved and supported. and And it's a give and take. And I had to give as well, you know, give yeah. my time and my energy. And, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was always on, you know. So it, it was a beautiful thing. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed that year.
0: So now you talked about platform. Yeah. What was your platform um, when you were Miss New York? My platform
1: when I was Miss New York was Stillbirth Awareness. Stillbirth Awareness. And it was Stillbirth Awareness, but for me, so... It's interesting because the first time when I, I, I had competed for Miss New York a first time. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I didn't, I didn't win. So this is my second time around was like the lucky charm. And so the first time I, my platform was Haiti Okay, And I was nervous to do stillbirth awareness because it's such a taboo mm-hmm. um, subject And people don't like to talk about babies dying But inevitably it's a it's a reality And so that time around I decided I was going to go for it um, Not because I was uncomfortable with it But because I was afraid of making other people uncomfortable mm-hmm. Especially in that kind of a setting Yeah and, it's, and and once you win the crown for your state, you still have to do a national pageant. Mm, so okay. all of the states come together, and then you basically one person wins for the ultimate mm-hmm. um, title. So I decided to do stillbirth, and I was like, you know what? This would be my only chance of helping people to really understand what stillbirth is about, especially because for it's something that I had gone through myself. Okay. Uh, several it's going to be 15 years in September that wow. I we lost our first um, child and I really really wanted to know people to know that it, that this was happening and it's something that's really rampant for African American women minority women mm-hmm. not just African American women that happened to the most especially because we're the ones that no matter what degree we have How much money we make We are just like Set to the side yeah. In terms of um, Medicine And people really Taking us seriously And That was very apparent When Serena talked About yeah. her whole situation How like This is Serena Williams Champion Of like The world Exactly <laughs> and she was overlooked no one wanted to listen to her and and so it happens it happens more often than we think uh, i would say 26,000 babies a year and maybe the number have gone up that are, are are born still and so i really wanted to shed light on it i didn't know i i didn't know about it until it happened to me i actually had heard that it happened to a friend of my cousins and then i I was like, what? There's such a thing? And mm-hmm. I was like, and for a second, the thought came into my head, what if that happens to me? And I kind of let it go and not knowing that it, 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 yeah. it did happen to me. And uh, we we lost him in labor. So it's not something you think about. You think you get to a certain stage and you're like, oh. And that's it. Whew, I'm there. And uh, it wasn't. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What happened to one of my um, friends, um, I'm friends with, with, Him, Mm -hmm. So the father Mm -hmm. Um, from church, you know, we go way back and about a couple, let me not say a couple because they just had their, they tried again and they had their second baby. Um, I would say maybe about a year and a half ago. It happened to him where his wife, they had the baby shower, mm. wife was yeah. not, like, and lost in labor. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. And, you know, it was really great to see, like, the church community and in, in just friends and family, like, surrounding him. And, you know, because he ended up ascending to becoming a preacher. So it okay. was kind of like, you know, it's like, no matter how much faith you have, obviously, like, this is something that's going to hurt. It's going to tear you apart. Yeah. But awesome. they did try again and then they have their son now right. so it's beautiful to see but i've heard of other people this was the first person that was close to me that mm-hmm. that happened to but i have heard of other people um you know that this happened to and i could only imagine you know the you know just just the emotional toil or turmoil or whatever that, that that one would go through um but as Common, I guess. I don't want to say common, like it happens all right, the time. Right. But as it's not, in, it's not something that's so like out there, though. No. Like this is something that is right. happening. Yes, I don't see so much um, advocacy and awareness really brought around the issue. So when you had mentioned platform, I'm like, I wonder if that was her platform. Yeah, yeah. Since yeah. I know that that was your experience, how was it received? Like, so once you did declare that to be your platform, how how was it received?
1: Well, people, well, people never know what to say. Mm. That's so uncomfortable. Yeah, they would say, "Oh, I'm, I'm so sorry," and I think people are afraid to ask questions because they feel like, "Oh, I don't want to dredge it back yeah. up again for you." But I'm like, I'm talking about it, you know. So, it, I think it, it's just it just makes people nervous and they don't know what to say. And even throughout the process, I remember when, you know, it happened and we, you know, we had our friends and our family rally around us. And I remember there, there were certain people and friends who I didn't hear from mm. at all. And it's because they didn't, they didn't know what to say, which is something I would suggest not to do, I think. I think people need to not make it about themselves and make yeah. it about the person who's hurting. So but one thing that stood in my mind and I wish most people all people were like this. I had a I had a friend in um one of my colleagues at the school that I worked at, the private school, wealthy private school that I I worked for. And I used I was a I was the co-coach of the track team with her. Mm. And she was this white woman. She was gay, you know, total, polar opposites of who I am, but just the nicest, nicest person ever. And so I remember I received mail, Um, um car, not even a mail. It was like <laughs> in this envelope, this clear envelope. It was like a post-it, I think. It was like something like that. And, she, and in it, it says, I have no words, but I love you. Aww. And I remember thinking, Wow. Right. Like she understood, like, "Ah, what could I say to this woman that's going to make this better? Like nothing. But I do want her to know that I I love her. And I that was such a a poignant moment for me, like so touching and so like moving that, you know, someone went out of their way and really just didn't think about themselves, but just wanted me to know that they that they were there with me. And so I think that... I think as more and more people start to see stillbirth as, you know, just something, like, that happens, you know? Like, like if you... Sadly, if you hear someone is ill or something like that, like, you, you just need support and you just yeah. need love, you know? And so... And it's very isolating because for a whole year... And I, I kind of isolated myself in a lot of ways just because here's the kicker with this. For me... When we lost our son, I had four other girlfriends. We all do at the same time. Mm. And so, and I look back on those pictures too. Everyone's pregnant and everyone else went to have their baby. And I was the only one who didn't have my baby. So I, I literally at one point was just like, and get the kicker for this is my, my very, very best friend was pregnant at the same time as me. And she went to have her baby and for some reason, it's like the spirit was talking to me. It was like, prepare yourself. She might need you. And it was literally two months after we lost our son. After I like had given her a lot of my stuff. Because it was like, you're going to need it. Take it, whatever. And she literally, she called me. She, her husband called me. She was like, she said she doesn't want anybody in that room but you. Not even her husband. Mm. And so I had to like put my big girl panties on and go and be there for her. But then it got to a point where I was just kinda like, I can't do this anymore. I need space, I need time. And so yeah, I, I kinda separated myself from everyone. It was just me and my husband and I healed in a way that I was that was good for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know.
0: And that's what's more important. Yeah. A lot of times people Feel like they have this like idea of how what healing looks like, right. and so when you when you when you move on to i guess address your issues and deal with your issues like in a way that's different, right people don't really know how to deal with that Mm-mm. so long as it's healthy, yeah,
1: I do have to say that i I lost my faith, I did lose my faith for a while for a year, I would say I lost my faith, and it took a while to get back, but I have to say. What I love about God is that he, uh, those things don't bother him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He (laughs) expects
0: it even. He doesn't
1: take it personal. Yeah. (laughs) So he's probably just looking like, girl, do you, you know, I'm here. I'm not going (laughs) anywhere. When you're ready. When When you're ready. ready ready. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. So it was, it was a year of just kind of like figuring out how I'm going to get through it. Mm. I remember sitting at the window of the hospital and thinking to myself, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I really, like, God, how am I going to get through this? I really don't. And sometimes I sit back and I think to myself, yeah, God got you through. That's like yeah. a huge
0: thing. Yeah. So how—so I had a um, colleague of mine who— um, you know, she was on the sh- not a colleague, a former uh, classmate of mine. She had actually um, co- came on the show maybe a couple of months ago talking about like loss and mm-hmm. basically being able to work and be productive while dealing with loss because she lost her mother, her mm. father, her boyfriend within the span of a couple of years. Oh, wow. And so I guess the question I have for you, because I'm I'm sure that there are, is somebody listening that has gone through this, is going through this, or has somebody close to them that has gone through this. How were you able to be functional at work? Or maybe maybe I'm saying it too early. Were you able to be functional, um, you know, at work, especially as an educator, working with children while going through something like this?
1: I would say I was a shell of myself. And everyone knew that at my job and you know it was harder for me in a sense where I was one of two black women who worked at my at at this particular mm-hmm. school um everyone everyone knew me to be smiley and happy and you know talkative and it was just the opposite I mean I I tried but it was It was very, 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 very difficult And I don't know how Because at the time I wasn't praying I wasn't like Mm Hold on to the faith But I guess You know, my husband and I Tried to um, Just have like Kind of like a social Our own little social calendar And you know We would do stuff like Apple picking Mm -hmm. And you know going to the movies or we we traveled a lot and then traveling I think really really helped me and I think traveling at some point really helped me to reconnect with God. And so those were the things and I had really and I and I had great friends who wanted to be supportive but I just I felt like I just needed to hash it out between me, my husband and God mm-hmm. at some point <laughs> when I got there. And so it was it was it was very, very, very difficult. We thought about therapy, but at the time, there was no such thing. Can I just tell you when I was in the hospital, even the social worker there didn't know what to do with me? Wow, because it it didn't happen. And she was a Haitian woman, sweet as pie. she was like, "I mean, I have this group. I have this sweetheart. She came every day to come see me i, I I'm sure she didn't even have to, but she did. And just like there was no nothing, nothing like, you know, to really help someone that have gone through what I've gone through to really support support us. So I, you know, I, I, I read and I, I watched movies and I and like I said, my husband and I had a social calendar and we traveled and they and I wrote, I journaled a okay. lot, I journaled a lot. And I was recently reading a lot of the stuff that I wrote while I was. Um, going through my, my journey um, and how heartbroken I was and fighting with God. <laughs> I like, how could you? Mm-hmm. So mad at you. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, just like, it was a conglomerate of things of just getting myself to the path of where, where I kind of was walking again. Okay. I just kind of felt like for a while I was just kind of floating Just kind of like existing. Mm -hmm. But funny enough, I never thought about uh, doing anything to my, like harming myself or like, I need to leave this world. I think I have a had an effervescence for life. The other thing that I can say that really, truly saved me. And I think that really helped me and God really helped me to focus. And I think. It's become, it's always been me, but I think it's become more me now. It's like one day I was, I was, when I, I think I finally made peace with God at that point. I said to him, I said, God, I don't know what I should, like, what do I, like, how do I get my mind to not think about these things? Yeah. And I was watching the news and... um. I saw something about New York Cares and what they do. I don't know if you ever heard of New York Cares. Yeah, I've cares. heard of
0: New York Cares. Yeah, they so have their, like, like walks conveyor and stuff. Belt. Yeah.
1: It's like a conveyor belt to volunteering. So many different types mm-hmm. of volunteering that you could do. And I saw about it. I saw something about it. And I was like, my husband. I said, we should go. Because you have to do like, uh, like a workshop before you can be official. Yeah. So we did it. And um, Roman... I don't think he ever did anything. <laughs> I, they, I love him. But that's not him. That's that's you. <laughs> and let me tell you, when I I did something like once a week, twice a week. I was doing some kind of service. And I felt so much joy. I felt so much joy. And I remember thinking, God says, That's service. That's mm-hmm. when when you know at some point, yes. In the beginning, you're gonna think me, 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 me. But at some point, you gotta kind of start letting go, and just saying, okay, what am I? What kind of footprint am I gonna leave? Now, now that I'm on the ground again, what's yeah. my footprint gonna be? And so, when I started to serve, I just felt this like freedom and this joy that I know didn't come from like <laughs> from me, <laughs> you know, and. I really think I really felt like It saved my life You know it, And I just And I just Kept looking for Other ways to serve Not I just New York cares, But other ways That I could serve And it's just been me Since then um, Servitude And And not just servitude like uh, You know Finding an organization But I, I think about How I can serve Just like my friends Yeah You know My family members Whether it's Monetary, or whether it 's just being there or whether they 're having a party, and what can I do for you kind of thing, or whatever it is, like my mantra is service because only that 's where you that 's where you find joy and peace whenever you want to kind of go fold into yourself mm-hmm. you know and I felt like if I started to think more about myself that I would fold. I would crumble. But the more that I was external and, and started thinking about people who needed me. Yeah, me. Broken me. Someone needed me. Someone needed me to serve them food. Someone needed yeah. me to... You know what I mean? And so when I started to think more that way, it's, that's when I was just kind of like, wow, Margie, like, you're needed. You have a purpose. You can do something. And so it's, that's something that I honestly got... honest. If I don't teach my son anything That's the legacy I would love to leave for him That servitude You know Is important It's it get, it's the joy It's the joy that comes from mm-hmm. within To be able to To give to other people And I see slowly but surely That the, that's the kind of kid That he's becoming That's good I know
0: it took a while <laughs> I mean listen With these kids It's it's like That's another
1: uh, conversation it's another, it's another podcast talk but, <laughs> but you know Having gone through That Having gone through A stillbirth And surviving And um, Cause I thought At some point I, I actually thought I was gonna die Oh wow you know, Cause we had to have An emergency C-section And all of that And nowadays You know Then, of course, I had my my second son. And whenever I think I am not strong or I feel like I can't do something, I say, Marjorie, you got pregnant a second time. Yeah. Whole nine months. (laughs) Gave birth. Girl, you're strong. Guys, like you, better go sit somewhere and tell yourself (laughs) you're not
0: strong. Stop doubting yourself. Yeah, Yeah.
1: anyone who go, like I mean, and and sometimes one of the things I don't like, I think that happens often. Like someone would have a miscarriage, or someone would lose a child like earlier than when I did, Mm -hmm. and they would kind of try and compare. And for me, a loss is a loss is a loss. Yeah, you know, you as a mother, you know, unless. Something crazy happened Usually you kind of connect As soon as you find out You're pregnant You're just kind of like Oh my gosh I'm pregnant Yeah You're talking something. to the Yeah to yeah the your belly <laughs> Something's growing inside of me Like you're just like You know And you You're thinking so far ahead Even early As soon as you find out You're like Oh my gosh You know And so I tell women Don't Don't minimize your loss You know Whether it was a miscarriage You had it for two weeks Or three weeks Still It's hope yeah. that died yeah. You know A piece of hope that died.
0: Now, how do you, and I don't know if you've experienced this, but it's been 15 years now, right? Mm -hmm. September, 15 years. Do you ever find that people, I guess, try to minimize the experience? Like, listen, like that was 15 years ago. Like you have another child. Like, okay, that happened. Like kind of almost like, you know, get over it. Like, why are we still talking about this? It's been so long.
1: No, but I feel like people do that when they don't talk about it.
0: Ah, okay.
1: When people, like, and, you know, Haitians are pretty good for that stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's so funny that, you know, my my aunt came to see me with my cousin, a cousin I was very close to. Shout out to Ernest (laughs) Duval, Pastor Duval in Florida, (laughs) West Palm Beach, who was sweet enough. Him and his aunt um, came to see me after I lost my child um, just to support me and pray for me. And um, I remember my aunt say, saying, you know, how she, t- you know, saying she had lost her, her firstborn, her firstborn had died. And my mom being like, not, they're like this close, my, mm-hmm. my aunt and my mom. Like, she, my mom was like 18 months older than her. My mom was like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that happened. Like, how do you forget yeah, something so like... Haitians
0: are very good for that.
1: Yeah, so I find that no one no one's ever had the audacity to say get over it but no one wants to talk about it and no one remembers the anniversary mm. and so that's why i try to be very good at trying to remember like if someone tells me that they've lost a child i try to remember the date and i always honor that child i have a friend margaret who lost her baby um not not through stillbirth but her um her daughter had like some kind of chromosome mm-hmm. chromosomal issues and um i text her for the anniversary, and I was like, thinking of, thinking of your angel. And so when people don't want to talk about it, I feel like that's more of a, like, a this this person or this child never existed. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's more of a slap than it is if someone says, you yeah, get over it. Because you don't find one in, like, hundreds of someone to say that. No one's ever said that to me. Yeah. But, but the people,
0: actions and the way that they respond is almost, it's like equatable people almost. People don't, yeah. they don't remember. They're, they yeah. don't remember, and it's, but it's. I think the slap is when they're when they do say like, "Oh wow, I did forget." Yeah, like, "Wow, you had another one." Like things like comments mm-hmm. like that. I think
1: I didn't get there yet, but I'm sure when yeah. I'm sixty, know, someone right? be like, "Oh yeah, you did have another child." Yeah, but you know what? That's why I'm very big. Like people say, "Oh, how, you know how many children, How many kids do you have?" I say, "Well, I had two Right have one and i always 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 honor my son's memory i always say my husband is the same way we always say that he existed that he was around and he was alive and we and we lost him we have pictures of him um we you know we celebrate his birthday every year with Aww. our with our own son so we always we keep his memory alive by reminding people yeah he he existed you can't yeah, hide him you
0: can't hide him yeah you
1: can hide him on your own but not not in my presence you know yeah
0: you know? So how has advocacy for stillbirth looked for you since you began the, you know, since you've declared it as your platform in 2015? Now that we're in 2019, about to be in 2020, so let's say like four or five years later, um, you know, are you involved with any organizations or is there, you know, something that you're doing that maybe we can help support you?
1: Right. It's something I think That's something we were Talking about in the beginning It's something I'm trying To kind of figure out Myself right okay. now I I, Star Legacy Foundation Is doing some really good work Raising money Because the thing is Is that we want to do studies To mm-hmm. figure out what Is going on Like yeah. what are causing These things For me I have what you call A velamentous insertia Which means the Umbilical cord was attached To the sac And not to the placenta Okay So um, he was kind of wrapped around, like the cord was wrapped around his neck. I was at a birthing center at St. Luke's Hospital. I was in the hospital, but mm-hmm. it was in the birthing center. And because he, uh, I was I was pushing, and because the umbilical cord was not attached to the placenta, it tore easily. Oh, so it happened. So okay. this is a thing, you know. So there are various reasons why people have, Stillbirth, you know. So we wanted they so what what Star Legacy Foundation is doing is is raising money so that we can do these studies, so we can study the placenta, the the placentas to figure out is this, what's going on with that. Like when did at one point did this occur? I have a girlfriend who, you know, usually baby stillbirths happen in utero. So mm-hmm. at six months, eight months, nine months, you know, like for me and your friend during labor, yeah, it's, it's, it's not very often. I mean, it happens not very often, so Star Legacy Foundation is raising a lot of is raising money for for those types of studies. Uh, I know the Baby Center, um, a friend of mine, uh, well, a woman that I met through uh, online, and her name is escaping me right now. <laughs> what is her name? Oh my gosh! Anyway, I'll figure it out. It comes, to, and she had a loss too, and she. Was she's raising money as well In, in, in how to support women In like mm-hmm. hospitals Sometimes they, you know They give um teddy bears For for the moms to hold After they've had Okay you know, they A no baby, whatever So things like that Those. Have been, so I'm trying to find Where Because I've, I've worked with both Yeah And it's just It just hasn't worked out for me Like I just felt like I haven't found my place In those two Yeah But they're both doing Great 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 work So I'm trying to figure out What it is that I want to do In support Because the thing is One of the things that Baby Center does Is that It it definitely um, Focuses Not focuses But Is much more aware Of um, Women of color Okay that I like I like that aspect of it So
0: um, And that's important Because we know In our culture We do Push things to the side Oh yeah And for I don't want to say forget But we just don't talk About these no, things So that's well. why We can be in a room Of 50 people And there could be Three women who Had a You know in, I guess went through Stillbirth And nobody will know No
1: Well I I <laughs> Side note, I remember my mom was like, "Why are you crying? Like, stop crying! Mm-hmm. Like, this is after the hospital, whatever." And I'm like, "Are you serious right now? Yeah. Like, I'm going through a lot, <laughs> you know?" Because they don't want you to be sad. And now that I'm a mother, I can see that she's like, you know, her thing was, oh, "I don't want you to be sad. I don't. I don't want. She didn't want me to do, end up harming myself. Yeah. As a mother, but it comes across so harsh. Yeah. You know. So I'm. I'm. I'm still trying to figure out what it is that I what kind of advocacy that I would like to do mm-hmm. in terms of still verse because on another subject and you know there's a lot going on with my own child that um, that I would like you know to figure out how to kind of merge the two mm-hmm. um, to really be you know an advocate.
0: Yeah. Well, I think the umbrella of mom is enough of an you know an umbrella oh, yes. to be able to address all the different issues because I think the one thing about being a mother, and it's interesting because I've been a mother for almost thirteen years now, but because a lot of my friends don't have kids, or they don't have kids at the same age as my son, I've always felt like alone in the mother mm-hmm. world. So yes. I don't. Some people don't even know that I'm a mom. Like I don't, you know, I don't really talk about the, the different issues that right. I go through, but. I think that, you know, as I'm meeting other, you know, I'm, I'm putting myself out there and right. actually meeting other mothers and trying to create friendships with people who have children, especially within my age. Right. I realize that it's like there's, you know, there's the hat of mom and then there's so many different things that fall under that, whether it be, you know, whatever issues or right. just even if your child, you know, seemingly has no quote unquote issues, but just navigating You know, you know, puberty with your child Mm. and going through school with your child. And like so all of that I feel like, you know, it's like you can have this umbrella and be able to be an advocate for all things, you know, mommy and child, mother and child almost, right? I agree. And so, um we definitely hear at free Frida women. <laughs> Frida's world. We we'll definitely support, you know, yeah. and f- help figure out, you know, because I'm it's something that I'm realizing is um, you know, it's it's important for I think mothers especially to connect. Mm-hmm. And even those who are not mothers yet because that's the one criticism you hear like, "Well, I'm not a mom and you know all these moms are always talking around." But you want to pay attention. But you're an auntie. You're an auntie. Your you're a sister, sister your you're you know, and so it is important so you might not be like a mother who like pushed out a child or right. when, or or had a you know or had a child but these you know when it talks about children especially in the community when they talk about you know it takes a village and there's all these like foreign concepts right, right. <laughs> It's really important I think even for the young for the younger women of color for the women of color who have who do not have kids of their own To still be connected with the conversation. Right. Right? Because, like you said, they're aunties, they're sisters, and they're they're encountering these children regardless. And it's a lot of work being a mother, especially a person of color being Mm -hmm. a mother, because you have so many different things that you have to think about that others might not have to. Right. And so to create that support system within a community is really important.
1: It really is. It's so funny that you say that, because it's something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's... Um, I I'm on social media, and I talk a lot about my my son now because uh, he's on the autism spectrum mm-hmm. and he's he definitely he's high functioning, but you know as you and I have spoken about privately, mm-hmm. you know I've gone, I'm going through a lot with him and that's a whole another thing. Yep. <laughs> but one of the things that I you know I don't I don't he's not on social media. I never you know shown his picture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I have, but. Not since he was four. Yeah. So, but at the, but I make sure that one of the things that I want to talk, I talk about on my social media presence is motherhood and being a mom to him and how hard it is, but at the same time, how rewarding it is and how like I don't know what the heck I'm doing sometimes. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I do feel like I know what I'm doing. And, you know, just navigating through that and, and making sure that I raise him to a be self sufficient and being like a stand up citizen in yeah. this society. Of this, this universe. You know? But I don't like to sugarcoat, you know, this motherhood thing. And I think people like to make it glamorous, you know, it's like the kid is their kid is an accessory and your kid is not an accessory. Yeah. You know? Um because I, I like to think my kid's just as handsome as the next kid, you know, but...
0: Uh, well, I've seen him, guys, and he actually is very handsome. He is quite handsome. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And and so I, I have to, I therefore choose my words to convey, you know, my relationship with him and, and just, you know, how it is, you know, it, and and... Under the guise of being a beauty pageant like the temptation can be there to want to make everything look pretty and beautiful mm-hmm. and and sweet and and packaged really nicely but it isn't and it's not me and it's not what I want to portray about myself I want when people meet me or look at my social you know media handles as like they see an authentic person yeah who say oh my gosh like I post things that he says and they're funny and they're real and they're raw and it's just like that's who he is. And yes. And do I want him to say certain things? No. Nope. But hey, he's his own person. And he's at the point now where he'll be like, you know, sometimes I'll be like, oh, this is a cute, it's just the back of his head. And he was like, no, I'm not supposed to be on social media. And I'm like, okay, I respect that. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, you don't want to be. And then there are times like, why don't you want the world to see me? <laughs> they're not ready for you. Yeah, they're not ready for it's
0: like, you. like, give, give them a couple of years. But,
1: but I've been so empowered being his mom. I made me realize I can only do one.
0: Yeah no I'm one and done too The, yeah, the shop is so, closed The I'm shop is closed so
1: one and done It's not even funny Like every Haitian will like And that's the other thing Haitians will be like What do you mean you have the one And that's when the stillbirth conversation comes down. I'm like no I've had another yeah. I will tell I've told every Haitian Who ever said that to me You can You know Because they'll say That's lazy To have one child is lazy oh, yeah. You've heard that well, right Well
0: I've heard So you know I think I said this one time on the show My grandmother Lord you know Bless her soul used to say young c'est pas je. Yeah. so basically one one eye is not a real eye cuz you right. need two eyes to see properly so you only have the one eye and then she would go into more morbid discussions like well if you were to lose him right. what are you going to do yeah so and i still get it you know i'm 35 my son is like you, you know he's t- a teenager time, yeah. but he's but they're <laughs> just like so where's the girl <gasps>
1: Who says, like, I would say to them, who says I'm going to have a girl?
0: Exactly. What if I have a I don't have boy? Kim Kardashian money to be exactly. picking out chromosomes and then, then wait.
1: <laughs> exactly. My first child was a son, too. So I'm like, I've already, I would already have already had two sons. Who's to say I won't have a third exactly. You Exactly. Know?
0: That's how you end up with whole football teams. And-
1: <laughs> Actually, my, my cousin's best friend, in in pursuit of having boys a boy a boy has six daughters. Yeah, see? That's too much. I'm not. Mm-mm. That's
0: where adoption comes in. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: And if I had the money, I would so have a a, a surrogate. I would. But yeah, so so I I I am very I'm very honest that I you know, sometimes I don't like motherhood. It's hard. Yeah,
0: no, it's not it's not uh glamorous and it's not for the faint of heart. Oh. It is not. That's why It's not. When I when I you know have the mean mug on, it's just because life is interesting. Or when people are like, "Why don't you say life is great?" I'm like, I acknowledge that life is. I'm alive. Life is great. Yeah. I'm alive. You're alive. You're <laughs> healthy. I'm you know you I was job. able to. Yes. Yes. I'm moving you're around. for those things.
1: Well, why can't you be honest though? Yeah. See, that's what I don't like. I I want people to be honest and say, you know what, this really sucks. Or sometimes. I like my I love my kid, I don't like him right now. Yeah. And we've talked about yeah. that. Yeah, right? there's and there's that a big concept. difference with that. You yeah. can love
0: but not like. Yeah. Because kids will do things to make you wish they were never born.
1: Yeah. They do. <laughs> and people hate to hear that and some people will take such offense to that, yeah. but you know, that's their business. You yeah. know what I mean? The truth is the truth. It's like, you, you, let's not be fake about it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, this. that's why sometimes, you know, you look at social media and, and people's relationships. I hate this whole goals thing. I really do.
0: Yeah, relationship goals, hashtag, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I don't really know what your goals actually are by that picture.
1: Two months, <laughs> two months later, they're breaking up. And yeah. You're like, wait, wait a second. I They were just like the model. i like, no, no one is the mm-hmm. model anything for me goals character is goal for me, like if I like something about someone's character that I feel like I would love to emulate i I like that you mm-hmm. know like for what you see of me today is not the me of ten years. 10 years ago 20 20 years ago you know and I remember that I had a cousin who lived with me shout out to Nadine Mentor Nadine co-founder of TGI the greatest investment (laughs) she um it's a girls' camp that she does every summer. Oh, cool! And they do all these amazing things, you know, just teaching them how to be women of color and and um, just you know growing and having aspiration to go to college. We need Nadine on the show. I know, Nadine, we do. if
0: you're listening.
1: <laughs> She's in Florida, but I'm sure she can, <laughs> she can Skype in.
0: Co- she can Skype in. I yeah, got Skype, She girl. totally can Skype
1: in. <laughs> She's amazing, and um, she used to live with me right after college, and. She was just like this sunny person, like, good morning, and hi. Oh, my gosh, she's so sweet. She's like so huggy, touchy-feely, and that was not me back then. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, oh, she's like, oh, you're such a sourpuss. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> she's like, you're such a dweeb. She's like, got going to be a dweeb. And But I remember thinking, like, you know, we did a lot of stuff together during that time when she lived with me. And I used to, like, admire her a lot. Cause I was like, wow, people like take to her. They really mm-hmm. kind of like her. She, we get on the bus and she would t- t- tell the uh, bus driver, "Good morning," be like, "Good morning." And I was like, I'm gonna try to be a little nicer. See how that works. <laughs> See how far that takes you. <laughs> See how, <laughs> how far that takes me. And it's really something that i I took on. Mm-hmm. It's just like you know, even if someone is like doesn't say good morning back, like I just. I'm confident in the fact that I was my authentic self. Yeah. Good morning. Yeah. You know whether you want to have a good morning or not—that's your business. But I—I I, that's but how you said I feel. It. Yeah. It's a good morning. You <laughs> know, and so that—that that is a character that I took on because I—I I found I found beauty in it. You know, so those to me are goals. You know, like you know, I have a friend Diana. Shout out to Diana, who's a beast. Like she just she used to have us go running. Five in the morning.
0: That's crazy. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But she's like one of those people who like when she decides to do something,
0: she's gonna do it. Everyone needs a Diana in their camp. They do. Yes.
1: Man, I remember for my own birthday, she was like, wouldn't it feel great to know that you went running on your birthday? And I'm like, maybe I like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> but I, went, I went running But she's just like That type of person I like that about her And so That's something I, I try to emulate When I'm trying to execute stuff I'm like okay I need to t- 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 Have my All my ducks in a row To figure mm-hmm. out How I'm going to do it So those are the things That I feel like Those are, are the things That are goals to me I don't want to look At somebody's life And be like Oh I want to be like that I don't know what it is Yeah
0: we don't really know Outside of the The, the picture yeah. We really don't know exactly what it is.
1: So, one of the things I'm really grateful for is that I didn't grow up in the internet era, the yeah, social I mean, media neither. era. I mean, to be very honest, I'm so grateful for yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I could grow up to be me
0: and just be okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so, what would you, so, what are the next steps? Because we talked about, I mean, you're still going to be an educator because you keep racking up these degrees. <laughs> So we know you're not leaving the education world. That that, that I think is safe I to think say. That's this is the
1: last one for a while. For now, Rita. exactly
0: for a while. You hear that, people? Uh-huh. PhD. We're gonna be talking Doctor Vale soon. <laughs> oh,
1: no. oh, doctor no. Vale. No. My husband would kill me. <laughs> I would only be a doctor if I could go to Harvard.
0: That's okay, my goal. and that might ha- listen. They have online Harvard business yes. schools, Harvard education schools. That might work out for you. That's
1: my. That's definitely my goal. That's my goal.
0: But in terms of pageantry, is uh-huh. are, are we looking into maybe getting into more pageants or is that like you fulfilled your, you know. No. no. So no, we're still no, going to no, be doing no. that.
1: I can't put, I, I can't put my crown down yet i i have so much more there's so many more that i would like to participate in mm-hmm. so many more crowns that i would like to win i'm
0: like sure i mean talk i was talking to you before this i was like you know I, I love trying new things i'm one of those people i might not stick to something forever but i would like to at least try it and engage it. And i'm like huh Maybe I can be a beauty queen. Yes, you can. So, we'll be talking about that. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, like you said, you should always try something once, you Yeah. Know? But there are certain things that, you know, you know, that's not for me. Like, um, I have my girlfriend, um, Daphne, who is just like, you know, that's just not my thing. You know? <laughs> uh, but there are other things that you feel like, oh, I want to try this. Mm-hmm. I'll try that. I'll try this. So, so we know what we can aim yeah. for. Yeah. So. The fact that it's on your mind, like hmm. mm. I think, I mean, I, I grew up think, watching, and you know what? <laughs> and they have they have so many different, like they have misses like the ones that I had done. They have Ms. for women who are not married or women who, excuse me, were married or have children mm-hmm. but are no longer yeah, married. Yeah, because so I miss so Ms. Many. Yes, I'm you're still Miz. single. Miz, <laughs> so there are so many Ms. competitions, but I really do think that. Um, there's so much to gain from pageantry that is like, it's like, I think once people really look into it and and not put their nose down at it, Mm -hmm. then it's good. You know what's funny? I find that sometimes um, people do that with like younger people. Okay. Well, that's not true because the older people, they'd be like, why would you want to do a pageant? No one's ever really said that to me. People are always like, Oh, but I think as a married woman and a mother, I think people were like, really, you were, you were wow, that was, that's really great. Yeah. You know, and I don't know if the married aspect of it is what makes it more, a little bit more respectable. Yeah. But I know some married women who some people are like, why, why are you doing a pageant? Mm-hmm. Isn't, they're like, isn't that so passe? Like. <laughs> it's not old, but it's not, it's not old. It's, it's never going away. Yeah, it's, 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 not, it's not going away. It's not going away. It's expensive, away. but it's never going away. Yeah. But I love it. Oh, my gosh. I love it so much <laughs> because I, I think about, what am I wearing day one? And I love to shop, so I'm like, what am I we wearing day two? Like, you know, and these, these uh, nationals are like a week long, mm. and you're like putting your best foot forward every single day day so um it's just it's an amazing experience so we'll be
0: seeing more of marjorie veil vale yes. in the pageant world
1: in the pageant world i have some great like um workshops that i'm thinking about i think we, yes know, I we were about talking yeah i love to do in support of a women women empowerment yeah um it's it's you know i have a lot in my and I just i think you know i'm one of those i've been talking to God a lot about like what what my purpose is and mm-hmm. what is my calling, you know. And I think you're probably one of those people who's kind of figured it out like,
0: you know, I'm, I like, I'm still figuring out my right? purpose and but calling. You're, you're doing something, yeah.
1: you know? <laughs> Um and I feel like um I feel like I f- I'm I figured it out, but I'm trying to it together.
0: Okay, like fine-tune it and really see what, yes. what to do first, maybe. Put, like, line your ducks in a row, like you yeah, were saying before. In,
1: and then making sure that I'm surrounded by people who can actually guide me, who mm-hmm. are ahead of me, that I can, yeah. like, look to and be like, you know, what, like, you know, I said to you, I, I'm just thinking about where I want have to have this workshop. And mm-hmm. you're like, oh, look at this, you know, website. Yeah. Ta-da, You know, <laughs> but bing, bada boom. So, so I, I encourage women to surround themselves with women who are just like, are go getters who are about something. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, you want to have friends who like you have fun with, but you want to also have those friends who are just gonna be like,
0: girl, come on, what yep. are you doing? Yep, it's go, Monday. Go, I don't go, go, he- go. I Didn't see nothing. What's going on? Right. Exactly. Yeah, like
1: Diana. Yeah. <laughs> And then you need a cheerleader like Daphne. So yes, was like, girl, I tell her I was doing this past podcast. She was like, I know you're going to kill it. I was like, oh, <laughs> I need her. Yeah, you need beautiful, wonderful women who are just like, you know, who just have different um
0: jobs in their, yeah. in your life, okay. you know? And then I know that you're definitely going to, you're, going to continue on figuring out the best uh, role for your advocacy in stillbirth. So you have yeah. a lot of things pop in yes. 2020, 2019, because, you know, we're, we're, even though we're, I guess, approaching the fourth quarter, so much can still be accomplished in the next couple of months. Of course. So, of yeah. Of course.
1: And, you know, uh, you know, for me, there's a huge uh, fear factor mm-hmm. that I'm I'm pushing past the rule and like I said, the reminder of like, you know, being pregnant again after losing yeah. my childhood. All the and other stuff that I've done in fear, in fear you know, and you just got to do stuff while you're
0: still afraid. Yeah. I think that's the best. That is, I think that's where not just the creative stuff comes out, but like real, like I guess you have the drive because right, it's right, kind of right, like, right. I'm afraid, but I have nothing to lose. Right, right, so. right.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. I'm mean, and I'm I'm excited, and you know I've been listening to a lot of you know, um, kind of motivators. Yeah, I don't know if you ever heard of E.T. the hip hop preacher.
0: No, I have not heard of the hip hop preacher. Oh my gosh. I'm I love all things hip hop, but he's is he hip hop is he hip hop preacher legit though? Like, is he? No,
1: he. I don't think he. Call, he okay. He is a guy. I love his thing. It's all about that dog. I love it. <laughs> but he he has such an amazing story. He was homeless, and um, he it took him twelve years to get his bachelor's. Oh wow! You know story so, of
0: perseverance. Yeah, he's definitely a <laughs> resilience. Pre- and now he's
1: number one motivational speaker in the world, and his life is. Motivational yeah. speaking, and he's just, like, amazing. He's just, like, you know, and I listen to him. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. Yeah. And there's another guy named Inky. I don't know his name. He's he's amazing, too. Um, he's uh a, a, grew up in poverty, <coughs> had football dreams, was, like, on his way to the NFL, <coughs> and in one of the games he got hurt mm. and basically paralyzed. Ooh. And we lost <coughs> feeling in one of his arms. Can't use it. But now he's an amazing motivational speaker as well. And so a lot of times I think, I know that our tragedies, our hardships, are the pathway to our mm-hmm. calling.
0: Well, our trials come to make us strong.
1: Yeah, of course. They, they they make you strong, but then what do you do with it? Yeah, it, you can't keep it to yourself. It's it happens so that you can go out and encourage other people. Yeah, and so pageantry was my way of encouraging others. And so now that pageantry is done in a sense, I still want to be able to use my life and and my testimony as a way to uplift and support other women. And so I'm just uh, creating that pathway. And then the thing is, is I it's there. It's pushing past. Yeah. The negative, not the, the not the negative thoughts, but then, yeah, the negative thoughts. Well, yeah, and and you got to call it, yeah,
0: the negative thoughts, the self-doubt, the, right. ah, like, you know, who am I? What do exactly. I think I am? Or there may be others out there. Like, there's so oh, many different. I've done different...
1: this once and it failed yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, But, but I know me and I know that it's going to
0: happen. Yes.
1: <laughs> Regardless. And that's all that matters. there is a God. <laughs> He is Hallelujah, amen.
0: Hallelujah, amen.
1: <laughs> All right.
0: Well, I feel like we got a we, I mean, I learned a lot more about you today. Oh, and I feel like the people who are listening are definitely going to be able to take away, you know, so much from this conversation. Because I, I think it's important to show that, you know, the versatility of women. hmm yeah. Because when we talk about you know Working women of color Professional working women There's always this kind of Like Tunnel vision Where it's like Okay you go to work And like you're not creative right. like you're not So many different things And it's important to show Because I'm like An educator Who's also a beauty pageant I know right You know People... Winner And then she's like An advocate for stillbirth And she's yeah. like All these different things And it's like You can actually Be that versatile While being a You know Professional working Yeah Woman and so it's, it's always amazing to hear like the different stories and to kind of encourage other people who either might be thinking about getting into different areas right. or who might be struggling or suffering with, you know, a particular issue to hear that there are other women. And I like, you know, having conversations with women, like real everyday women, mm. not like, I mean, no shade to like, you know, the Beyonce and all these other like celebrities. Right. But, you know, it's like we really don't know the behind the scenes. Yeah. You know, we're not seem really in untouchable. touch. Yeah, exactly. And your an average
1: everyday woman, you feel like, oh, I could DM her. Yeah, exactly. You know, to I can say, find her to ask. You know, and I've had many women, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and say, oh my gosh, thank you for sharing. You know, and you know, can you tell me where I can get help or something like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Very important. Yeah,
1: very, very important.
0: All right. So, Mm -hmm. thank you so much for being a guest on today, you know, on this show. Like, it's really important. Of course. Now, where, you know, if somebody would want to DM you to ask you, you know, questions or just want to be like, I want to connect because she's so, so awesome, (laughs) whether it be, you know, for stillbirth questions or beauty pageant or even education, whatever, how would we be able to get in contact with you?
1: So on Instagram I am Marjorie Vale, M-A-R-J-O-R-I-E-V-A-I-L. And on Facebook, I'm I think I'm Marjorie Unglad.
0: Vale. Ah, okay name.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I ha I do have a, a website that I need to get current. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my name, MarjorieVale.com.
0: Very right, cool. Uh, yes. So if for whatever I love
1: helping. So if anyone really like Yeah.
0: I really do Reach out And she actually is genuine Because sometimes you know People will say Yeah 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 Send me a DM <laughs> yeah. And then when you send it, You're like I haven't heard from her Rita I haven't heard from this person In three that, months That breaks but my heart yeah. though Yeah People, people are like that people
1: do that to me I'm like but you said You wanted to help. Yeah
0: <laughs> Yeah So you could definitely DM her And for whatever reason If you Did not get any Of that information <laughs> Just yes. like You could slide up Into my DMs yes. well, well you know I'm
1: like the type of I told Rita I said you know When someone says They want to hang out I'll be like So when
0: And she I'll was pull on it calendar. too And I was like Who hurt you <laughs> Like hey Like she's like Let me know it I mean I'm serious And I'm like Who hurt her No some people
1: No people like
0: to Say that Like oh yeah We should get together And you're just like You, you never, never get happened. together Yeah And
1: I'm like Well no When I want to Get to know someone I'm like so,
0: Yeah What day you have open and, and I always appreciate that And that's how you know Like people are mature Because sometimes You know life I'm one of those people Like things I can have my phone out Like in mid text And right. then three <laughs> Things pop up And then it's like A week later I'm like Oh I never sent that text And some people Will take it so personal They'll be like Oh my gosh You know what Rita You know she never got back It's like no You don't understand Somebody probably called me In mid text (laughs) And I thought I sent it but so it's always good to like, you know, like that maturity to be like, hey, Rita, hey, so when's when when's a good time for you? When are you, hanging? you know what I mean? Yeah. So I totally appreciate that. And it's been really cool so far. Yeah. So
1: definitely looking forward to it. Looking forward to traveling. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm very
0: big with traveling, although my job is trying to ruin my life right now with yeah. the PTO days. But you know what? We're gonna work around that. They won't let you be great. We're gonna work around that. God yeah. is good. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you everyone for tuning in to another episode of Frida's World. And um, this was definitely a great show. If you guys have any questions, definitely send me an email at Rita R I T H A at FriedasWorld.com or slip into my DMs at FriedasWorld, F R E E D A S underscore world on Instagram. I'm on Twitter, but, you know, you know, I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> or the brand new website that is up and out. www.fridasworld.com. Go on there. And with that being said, it's a wrap, everyone. It's Frida's World. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clashing. It's Frida's World.